Hello and welcome to Travel Radio. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I am pleased today to welcome Warren Pettit to the program. Welcome, Warren. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be on your program, Megan. It's great to chat with you. Yeah, Warren, we actually know each other from way back, but um, before we get into that, would you take a moment to introduce yourself? I am the director of the Contemporary Music Center here in Nashville, Tennessee, um, and it's a semester-long program that, by invitation, will take 30 college-age students from around the country, and occasionally we've had students from overseas, and they come here to Nashville living residence, and it's essentially a um, boot camp uh, for the entertainment industry, and students will come. Um, it's largely experiential, mm-hmm. and uh, the idea is after 15 weeks, they'll be just dangerous enough to get an entry-level position in the entertainment industry with some competency. So I've been running this program for uh, 19 years. We're uh, in the end of semester 38, and I have been married 32 years and have three grown daughters who are now out of the house. That's wild because I attended semester three, so that was some time ago. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So for people that want to surf the web while they listen along, how can they find you? Easy. It's cmcnashville.com. That's Contemporary Music Center, cmcnashville.com. So can you brag on some of your success stories? Well, um, we don't have what I would call a marquee name. That is, you know, I, I couldn't say like, you know, Katy Perry and we go, ooh, uh, uh-huh. I know exactly who that is. Mm-hmm. But we've got students um, working with just about everybody from um, U2, um, Elton John, Katy Perry, Amy Grant, um, yeah, they're they're all over the place, and in all three disciplines, we've um, had two girls who went out. They were from uh, one from Gordon College and one from uh, school in Southern California. Escapes me at the moment. They were out singing background vocals with um, Kelly Clarkson for six years. Uh, one of those young ladies is now uh, on staff with us and heads up the business track. Another young lady who was in semester two uh, was out um, tour managing John Mayer. Mm. Uh, We've got students who are playing with people, teching all over the place, a lot of management. So, yep. And, And? And it's also important for me to add, we have lots of students who've gone on to do um, work in the church as worship leaders. Uh, we have students who do, um, uh, what are you call them? Um, they work with um, folks who are um, impaired and um, do therapy, music therapy, oh, all sorts of different kinds of music therapy, like for folks who've had PTSD or they have um, learning challenges. So it runs across, and those things are just as important to me yes. as going out and doing John Mayer. All of those things 
have importance because they're serving people and they're all a part of this um, on earth as it is in heaven instruction for us to be Christ followers and um, people of faith while we're here on this earth. Yeah. Awesome. So um, I'm going to bring this around to Nashville as a destination now and how you guys roll into that. And to get there, I want to talk about the original location for the CMC and why you moved it to Nashville. Because when I attended, it was actually on the beautiful island of Martha's Vineyard. So would you give us that transition? While we were on the island, the curriculum centered around the idea of an artist colony. So it was to develop uh, artists and songwriting. That worked really well, loved it. Yeah. And I thought it was important, and it was important because the raw material of the entire music industry is always a song. Everything else just serves the song. You got no songs, you have no music industry. So our, we focused on that for the first nine years of the program. Mm-hmm. We then decided, for a variety of reasons, not the least of which was it was getting increasingly more expensive on the island, uh, that we wanted to segue to one of the three major music centers in the States. And so we decided to come to Nashville. And when we got here, it didn't take a, a rocket scientist very long to look around and go, hmm, where are the most jobs in Nashville? And this is a touring town. Mm-hmm. So we immediately added the technical track to that. And if you're even halfway competent, uh, you will get a job here in Nashville <laughs> because there's so much demand, so much attrition in uh, touring. And it helps and to have good teachers. Time, Yes, I mean, there's just a threshold of things you you need to know. But it's been my experience, Megan, the last 10 years here in Nashville, that yes, you can't be a complete idiot, technically. Uh, You know, know, if I ask you to go grab a Socapex, you got to know what that is. But that's kind of assumed. What you really need to work in Nashville is the following three things. You got to be able to show up on time. The employer has to be able to trust you that you're not going to steal from them. So a person of integrity. And then you need to take the initiative. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking around uh, the um, venue and you see that a cable hasn't been run yet. Well, you don't wait for somebody to tell you to do it. You just go and do it. Be on time, person of integrity, take the initiative. And if you got those three things, every employer will be glad to hire you. And if you don't know something technically, they'll teach you. Yeah. But it's those three things that get you the job. Those three things that help you keep the job. Now, I know that your listeners are shaking their head and they're like, you know, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> and I'm telling you, believe me or not, but I've been doing this for a while. It's those three things that make the difference now, especially along among millennials. And that's a whole other discussion, but (laughs) we will go there later. But once they come out of your program, don't worry, they'll be doing those things. Okay, so if you're 
thinking about performance venues, and this is where we're getting to Destination Nashville, you must have your mm-hmm. favorites. And so if listeners wanted to visit and they could not visit mm-hmm. your venue, where would you say these are Warren's top five, top 10 kind of venues mm-hmm. or places to, to go when you're visiting Nashville? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's the uh, ubiquitous ones, which are uh, anything that's happening at Bridgestone Arena. You'll have your super big shows like Carrie Underwood and so on. Uh, the two marquee places in Nashville are the Ryman and Opryland. Yep. And there's shows almost nightly there. Uh, there. But now you get to like the B level only in the sense that the quality hasn't changed. It's the size of the venue. Okay. And the two big ones that stand out there are Third and Lindsay and the Bluebird Cafe. Third and Lindsay will see probably around three to 500 Bluebird Cafe, 100 plus. And at the Bluebird, it's a very intimate space. A lot of um, singers in the round. So you'll have three or four writers come in with an acoustic guitar, sit in a circle, and just play their number one hit song for Garth Brooks or whatever, and you're literally eight feet away at a table eating apple pie and <laughs> intimate, lots of fun. Cool. Uh, third and Lindsley, there's um, every, I don't know if it's every Monday night, but most Monday nights is a band called the, the Time Jumpers, and these guys are crazy good. Vince Gill sits in with them, and uh, yeah, you come and see that, your mind will be blown. Okay. There you swing a cat and you're going to hit a venue that has live music. Uh, it is, it's why they call it music city. Mm-hmm. Tons of, of entertainment music happening all the time. And if you're a tourist, you're, you're in good. Uh, here's the good news. Nobody in Nashville goes to shows because just about everybody in Nashville has something to do with the music industry. We work all day long, and the last thing we want to do is go to a show in the evening. So uh, the quality of the entertainment in this town is off the charts. I mean, I've never, ever seen anything like it. Oh, and I must add a third. Okay, add a third. And this is a must, must do. You will kill yourself if you don't do this <laughs> if you come to town. And that okay. is go down to Broadway Street, city center. And walk down the street. There are, at last count, I think it was 68 honky tonks, and that's essentially bars with bands in them. But the windows open, and you can walk down the street and hear all of these live bands playing. And you can go down on a Tuesday afternoon, in the middle of the afternoon, at three o'clock, and every band, every venue is roaring. And those guys are killing it. And you're like, this just cannot be possible. And the reason for it is that the players that are populating these clubs are either road musicians or they're studio session players. Or it's just, it's insane. It's the first thing I would do if I were coming to Nashville and I was interested in the scene here. Would just walk down Broadway and your jaw will drop. And you'd be like, no way. Every single honky tonk has a band that's killing it. And then you'll realize why they call it Music City USA. 
That's awesome. So would you say that the music is, because people listen from all around the world, and so just to, to you know, be on descriptor and kind of bracket the music, if you will, into buckets, are you going to say that most of these venues are, you know, kind of country venues, or are you going to say, you know, we have a rock venue, we have a singer-songwriter venue, or like, is there a slam poetry rap type venue, or are, is it just, you know, you're going to find everything everywhere? You're going to find everything everywhere, but it is a country town. Yeah. And I've, you know, I used to tell people you'll find everything and you will, but I've lived here long enough to know, even though you will, it is still a country town. And so it swings that direction. This is not New York. You're not going to hear freestyle poetry, rap, you know, like you would know. It's more straight ahead, blue collar um, kind of stuff. Cool. And then what about, this is not at all music related, but you must have some favorite places to dine. You have any of those you want to throw out there? Oh. Like make it a whole date night, Warren. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you a place I went to recently and okay. it blew my mind. It is called House of Cards. And it is a it's in the basement of the Johnny Cash Museum. Cool. You have to make a um a reservation and you have to dress up like I'm talking nicely dressed up. Okay. <laughs> like rhinestone jeans the, don't count. Oh no, no, no. Not at all. This is suit and tie. Nice. And when you walk into the foyer of the Johnny Cash Museum, there will be a lady there and she'll look at you and she'll immediately know that you've come for the House of Cards. And she will come over and ask your name and you give it to her. She looks it up and then she walks you over to a secret door. Oh, cool. And you go down this staircase into this opulent beautiful space mm-hmm. and down there are world-class magicians and illusionists whoa and so you have a meal and the meal is fantastic but it's not cheap it'll be on the order of this will be a 150 200 night for a cool. couple nice and but with that ticket you um, after you finish your meal, they have a theater down there, and they'll have an illusionist who will do a show, which was really good. But here's the coolest part. After that, you can then walk around that space, and they have um, illusionists sitting at tables, and you can sidle right up to a person, like uh, right at the very same round table, mm-hmm. and they will do close-in magic. Cool. And these guys are unbelievable. That sounds... And they just make stuff disappear right in front of your eyes. And it's like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, have you seen... I'm sure you've seen America's Got Talent. And there, there's always one of these close-up, magic close-up illusionists competing there. And there have been a, a couple of fantastic ones. And I think one of the guys, Shin Lim, I think he actually won. But they always want to head to Vegas but this room sounds cooler. I think that sounds like an awesome night. It is only two night. years old, and it's kind of a you got to know about it thing. Oh well. And now your listeners they know. know about it. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of them, so it's it's out there. 
<laughs> so. Very little advertising. You mean just the fact that there's no sign on the building. You yeah. will not see it. And there's not even a door. It's like a hidden door. And the and the signal was that you came in dressed up. That's cool. Yeah, I um in my younger days staying out past two AM I did a couple of these um speakeasy type arrangements in Philadelphia where yeah, it was a similar exactly. type of thing. And it's it's cool. It's a neat experience. Great tip, Warren. That's a great tip. So um I you know, I wanted to get to CMC, I wanted to get to Music City and um and a dining experience. We did those things. I wanna give you a chance mm-hmm to include anything else that I might have forgotten before closing out the podcast on, you know, inside Nashville insider tips or anything else that we might have forgotten that should be mentioned about the CMC. Well, I would tell your listeners, since they are interested in travel Mm -hmm. and going someplace interesting, uh, Nashville will not disappoint. If you've come for one thing and it, it wasn't quite what you were thinking. <clears throat> Nashville, as they've called a small big town. It is small in the sense that there's an intimacy to it, but it is big in the opportunities, the variety, and it's, it's a place that's just blowing up. So we want your listeners to come and visit, but we don't want them to come and live here. There's enough <laughs> people in Nashville. The place is blowing up. It used to take me 15 minutes to get to work. It's now 35 minutes because of the traffic. Oh, wow. Um, I love your listeners. Please come (laughs) visit us and go away. Go away. (laughs) That's what I say about my hometown, Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And somebody has this really irreverent T-shirt that says, like, you've seen Bucks County. Now get the F out. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you know it. Oh, my mother-in-law is praying for me so hard right now. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, Warren, thank you so much for being on the program. I appreciate your time. You're very welcome. It was great to chat with you and um, all the very best to you and your listeners. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying thank you and good night. 